Welcome to Real Life, a podcast that discusses real life through honest conversations. A podcast on how we connect through work, family, balancing both. We will be sharing our journeys, our obstacles, and our triumphs. Nothing will be off limits. This is Real Life. Hello and welcome back. Thanks for joining me on my podcast. This is Kathy Nicholson with Real Life. Today you're in for a treat. I'm going to share a little bit about myself and my upbringing with you. Um, I was born and raised, no, I was born in Texas, but I was raised in Colorado. I was adopted along with my sister and my brother. And we're just going to touch on adoption and all the different feelings and emotions that that topic brings up. Everybody has their own story, but I'm going to share mine with you today. Um, So as I said, I was adopted in Texas from an adoption agency um, in Harris County, and my parents tried to have kids, but they couldn't. Um, They were a little bit older when they adopted me. I was adopted um, as a newborn, and um, I have an older sister. She's uh, one year and two days older than me. She was also adopted from the same adoption agency. And I have a little brother that was also adopted in Texas. And he's three years younger than me. Growing up, we always knew we were adopted and it didn't feel any different than anyone else's family. Um, My mom and dad were my mom and dad. And I felt very lucky because I was chosen by them. Um, And I know not a lot of people that were adopted felt that way. All three of my siblings, me, my sister, my brother, all have different um, heritages, were different in different ways. Um, And today I have my older sister Libby with me, and we're just going to share our story with you. Welcome, Lib. Hi. I'm Libby Einhorn. I go by Einhorn, Kathy's maiden name, so I still have that. Mm -hmm. So Libby Einhorn, and I'm the oldest of the three, and um, we... Kathy said we're a year and two days apart. So weird that our all three of us, the adopted kids, our birthdays are all in February. So 14, 16, and 26. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of unusual. But we're all so all three born in the same month. And we're all three really, really young when we got brought home from the from the hospital. Mm-hmm. So we're Edna Gladney babies. Whoever's adopted will recognize that because it's a really big adoption agency especially in Texas mm-hmm. and so we were like I was six days I think Kathy was two or two months and I think Jimmy was three months when when we um when they brought us home from the hospital I remember mom and dad telling stories about me because I was the oldest one in the first one and they had gone through this whole adoption process um with friends of theirs they had these really close friends that also couldn't have kids and so they went through the adoption process at the same time and there's a home study in different forms and all this and once you get approved then they say okay just wait and then we'll call you and so um so I remember mom and dad telling stories to me when when they got the call for me and they said, okay, we've got, you know, a newborn um, in Houston, um, you know, for you. She's, you know, six days old, white, female, and um, come get her. And mom and dad were like, right, right now? Like today? <laughs> and so they literally had to jump in the station wagon. We had an old panel wagon, station wagon that we called Bessie. They had to jump Betsy, in Bessie yeah. and drive to Houston. And my dad said, like, we stopped like 10 times along the way. We bought diapers. We bought a crib. Because we didn't know. We didn't have anything. Like, we had just gotten approved. And so we were, like, kind of celebrating that. Like, okay, great. Now we know, you know, we're going to have a baby. But 
he said then when it when they got the call they they were like now now what do we do <laughs> so i remember that those stories were kind of funny and then they told the story know. of when they got the call about me and they had they hopped on a plane because i think were they living in Abilene at that point? Yeah, they were still in Abilene. And they hopped on yeah. a plane with you, and you got all the attention from the flight attendants. Oh, you're well, lovely. of course. And then they had to fly <laughs> back with two babies, and what a challenge that was. Hearing mom tell that story is just hilarious. And so then, as we're adopted again, just like any other family, we we learned about our parents, um, how they met. They met at college. Yeah, right. well, Dad was going to college to yeah. be a petroleum engineer in um, Wisconsin, in, uh, in Minnesota, Minnesota at the was... University of Minnesota. He was a Golden Gopher, played football for the Golden Gophers, and I, they got set up on a blind date somehow. They got set up on a blind date because Mom was living in Wisconsin. She grew up in Wisconsin, and somehow they got set up on a blind date, and then they, you know, whatever happened, and then they, you know, got 19. married. Mom yeah. was nineteen. Yeah, I yeah. Think. And dad, so they were two years apart because mm-hmm. mom was born in 32 and dad was born in 30. So they were two years apart and they got set up on a blind date and then somehow they decided to get married. And then dad finished um, college and his first job out of college was in, um, for anybody who's been to Texas, was in, um, it's either Freer or Alice, which if you've ever been to Texas, that's in like really south, south. Texas and they're really little small towns and they're even smaller then than they are now and they lived in like an like oil field camps and so it was kind of probably a like a culture shock for my mom mm-hmm. yeah mom <laughs> you know, said I'm the oil field wife probably for dad too because they had lived in the cold country and now they're in south Texas mm-hmm. you know and I remember when we were growing up and I don't drink iced tea but everybody in Texas Sweet drinks tea. iced tea everybody drinks tea and I remember when we were kids and Kathy drinks mm-hmm. iced tea but when we were kids mom would make sun tea because I guess maybe she learned how to do that in south Texas like when she was in Texas and so they you know everybody's to puts tea bags in a pitcher of water and then it's sun tea and then and I remember our friends would be like what's that brown stuff in your refrigerator and I never drank it but Kathy drank tea but in Colorado like when we were growing up nobody drank tea so nobody knew what it was and if you if you did drink tea and you ordered it, it was hot tea like they brought you hot tea so that was always you know and mom's always like like she'll kind of laugh about it like sometimes she says she's southern and then sometimes i'm not so i'm from wisconsin but then sometimes she'll mm-hmm. you know talk about the stuff that she picked up living in texas for those you know years that they did live in texas and were moving all around texas when dad was a young engineer so it was kind of <laughs> yeah and did you know dad told me this when i was in college because I'm a petroleum engineer, and so was our dad, mm-hmm. which is probably why I went to Yeah. And mm-hmm. so um, we were, Dad and I were talking about school one time, and he was giving me the whole story about keeping up, keeping your, you know, get good grades and, you know, all that stuff. And somehow we were talking about that. And um, and he said, when I went to college, it was a, his degree program was a five-year degree, and you did some geology classes. So if you passed all of your classes, you, you did your whole five years with above a B average, then you got a BS degree in petroleum engineering and you got a, um, I think it was like a BA degree in geology. You got, so you got two degrees. 
And I was like, wow, dad, I didn't know you had two degrees. And he goes, I didn't. That's why I'm telling you, you need to keep your grades up. Because <laughs> he didn't get good enough grades to get both degrees. <laughs> so do you, think there's, do you think there's a philosophy in the order of children and how, how that plays out in life? Because you are always the oldest. I'm the middle. Jimmy's the youngest. And how I remember it, like Libby is the smartest of all the smarts. Her room was always the cleanest. <laughs> you were the best athlete. You and I was in the middle. I'm so I go to school for social reasons. <laughs> I'm fine with a C. And then there's Jimmy, who is always in trouble. So I'm like I always felt like in the middle, like I'm good, I'm good. And Libby's all achieving everything over here, and Jimmy's trying not to get arrested. <laughs> I hear we go. I didn't hear we, we talked about this before. I think it's the the nature versus nurture, which you know, which I always thought rather than the order. Yeah, I always thought if you, you know, whatever environment you were around, that would be what influenced you. So if you, you know, for your parents, you know, if you were raised under, you know, with great influences, then you would, you know act similar mm-hmm. to them and take similar paths to them and you know and it would be nature versus nurture but i think you know like jimmy mm-hmm. like look at jimmy, jimmy tell him our, tell him about our brother so our like little brother who, um we believe that um his biological parents um or his mom drank while he while she was pregnant and that she, he had um fetal alcohol fetal syndrome alcohol is what syndromes. we think now yes. Yeah, looking back, definitely. Um, His heart was defective when he was born, and he had to have open-heart surgery when he was like seven years old in Houston um, with Dr. Cooley. Um, He had some physical characteristics that were consistent with fetal alcohol syndrome, and his behavioral um, just makeup was just different. Um, So I think as we share memories of our brother. I remember Jimmy as he was little and we just had so much fun and playing Barbies and we we skied the trees. You skied separate. I don't think you ever skied with us, Libby. You were like, I'm going over here. And then me and Jimmy would just go tree bashing all day until we couldn't ski anymore. And that's that's the Jimmy that I totally connect with. Um, But as we got older, and you graduated high school and I became a senior and Jimmy got to the high school level. He had that car accident um, in his freshman year and he never finished high school. And that's when I think we both think that Jimmy lost his way. Well, I remember, and, and that's probably true. That's probably when he lost his way. But I remember one time when we were very young and we had that a, a house with a really big backyard and it had this kind of old-fashioned like cement thing where you burn trash or something in it oh on johnson yeah on johnson street i'm not really sure what it was but i remember anyway mom and dad smoked and there was always a ton of cartons of cigarettes in our freezer because they both smoked at that time and um and i think jimmy had gotten caught sneaking (gasps) some cigarettes oh i forgot about that that. Mm -hmm. and so dad said i'm gonna show you you. i'm gonna teach him a lesson so (laughs) got a pack of cigarettes and took him out to this whatever this trash burning thing was and so they just sat there and dad was smoking and jimmy was smoking and dad made him smoke a whole pack because he thought he would get sick and then that would kind of 
you know, cure him. Well, he didn't get sick. <laughs> and smoked until the day he died. So that yeah, Jimmy did back, smoke. Yeah, so that kind of backfired. Uh-huh. But you know, but it, had it been me or Kathy, it probably would have made us super sick, sick yeah. and we probably would have never smoked. Today's podcast series has been sponsored by Erin Pierce of Miracle Mortgage. She has twenty plus years in experience and is my go-to partner in the real estate industry. If you're looking for a home loan or to refinance, definitely reach out to Erin. Her information can be found in our show notes. But if dad had made us smoke a whole pack, we probably would have Yeah, but nature, nature versus... Um, nurture. Nurture. You're so, a petroleum engineer because dad was a petroleum engineer. So that's nurture. Like you followed in his step. And like at... Yeah. Ryan's graduation yesterday at Conifer, there's all kinds of different careers. And you could see the kids that are born and raised on a ranch. They have their Wrangler jeans and their ropers. And I mean, they're, that's their parents are. And they, I was like, they all go together. So I think it's maybe a little bit of both. But Yeah, definitely a little bit of both. But Jimmy was somehow fell off the side of nature, I think. And, you know, ended, right. up, ended up, you know, doing, giving into his addiction, doing drugs, like smoke cigarettes and drank and, you know, started out, you know, smoking marijuana. And then just it, then it just escalated and escalated from there because he I mean, as far as we know, he died from a heroin overdose or some kind of an overdose. I think well, I think his death certificate says heroin and meth. meth and, yeah. Yeah. Um, which, again, my sister Libby and I have gone through that journey of having a sibling with an addiction. And again, we both have dealt with it in different ways. Um, we both know that my mom was 100% supportive of our brother the whole time, ups and downs, definitely contributed to being a codependency with his addiction. Libby, you got to the point where you're just like, I'm drawing the line in the sand. You've put us through a roller coaster and I'm done. Yeah, I got to the point where I didn't I didn't want to go through the ups and downs with his being on drugs and being in jail mm-hmm. and being straight and then going back to drugs and then back to jail mm-hmm. and then I just was like, okay, I'm I'm done. I think that one Christmas kind of did me in. He went he spent with us and then he I don't know. I'm not sure what happened, but he, yeah, it was just so many ups and downs that I was just like, okay. And I was far removed because once we, once I graduated from high school, went away to college in Montana and then worked in Texas. So the whole family was still in Colorado Mm -hmm. except for me. And so I was kind of far removed, came home for holidays, came home most, most Mm -hmm. holidays for, for many, many years, you know, so saw the family on holidays, but, but didn't, but was working and then just far away. So I didn't come home as much. And so, so we lost, you know, I lost some bits of our relationship with, with my distance brother and my sister, just from being farther away. Not that I didn't love them or they didn't love me, but just the distance. And then for Jimmy, I was just like, I don't, I just can't put up with his ups and downs, you know, and he was kind of the, the youngest and you know, mom's mom's little baby. Yeah. Mom's Jim, little baby, yeah. So. yeah. That's where I always felt like I was the middle. Cause you were all, <laughs> you're all celebrating Libby's achievement and getting Jimmy out of trouble. And I'm like, Kathy was in the middle. Hey, <laughs> I have a gymnastics meet on Thursday. <laughs> 
Here I am. That I went to. You did. I know. But mom and dad never went to. Yeah. You know, we, I mean, I love mom and dad and I think we really had a great life. We and did. We were, um, you know, we were really blessed to be, you know, adopted by good parents and they wanted us and they, you know, mm-hmm. but it wasn't perfect. And mom and dad didn't have a great relationship after, you know, a few years, their, their relationship. I remember, um, you know, they really pretty much grew dis- apart disliked yeah. each other our couple for most vacations. of our <laughs> yeah. for most of our lives they disliked each other i mean obviously they really loved each other and wanted to have children but then that went away and so they really disliked each other and didn't have a very good marriage for a long for a, a long time yeah. and so that made it easy for me to stay away and dad it, waited till jimmy was 18 filed for divorce yeah. And then moved to Texas. And so so it was kind of easy for me to stay away at yeah. that point when Jimmy was having troubles and, you know, it just wasn't, yeah, it wasn't yeah. fun to come home with, with his issues. But mom was really, um, you know behind him the, the you know the baby and and dad then kind of got to the point too where he was like, I'm done. Yeah. I, dad and would always bail him out. Always Jimmy bail him out. pushed, pushed dad um to like he would when they got to the breaking point he would say you're not my dad anyway which i felt was so hurtful and disrespectful and then he did threaten to find his parents yeah but i don't think he ever had the know-how to do it no but he brought it up but i think he brought it up more as a hurtful thing to dad where you and i we're like we have no need to find we never parents. talked about it. We never. Yeah, and some people when you say it. that you're adopted, they're like, "Oh, you're adopted? Oh no way!" Like, yeah, yeah what's the big deal? Yeah. <laughs> it's totally normal. My mom and dad are my mom and dad. My sister's my sister. We have sister rivalry. I always wore your clothes, but I did ask sometimes. And but then when Libby said no, you can't wear that shirt, then I, she'd wear it anyway. I would sneak it out, and then I change in the bathroom at school, and then you would see me in the hall, and you go. I told you you couldn't wear that shirt. And and you like, know what else oh. she used to do? <laughs> you know how you have a leather belt and it has oh bu- belt buckle it has holes in it for the Libby. belt buckle. She would. She was a lot skinnier than I was. I was a little chubbier than her when we were growing up. So she would borrow my belt and poke holes in them so it'd be skinny enough for her to wear. I'd be like, seriously, <laughs> ruin my belt so you could. <laughs> then I'd put it back. She'd never know. It's <laughs> all fine. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, yeah, we didn't have to wear the Jimmy. Well, he would tell me wear our clothes until later. No. <laughs> yeah, that came later. That came later. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that's nature versus nurture because Jimmy ended up not only having that addictive personality because we think, and we think he had that fetal alcohol syndrome, he had that addictive personality, but um, he ended up being. Um, being gay, which mm-hmm. Kathy and I are not, and, right? But, and you know, our parents, you know, back then that was, you know, not very common. It was, yeah. And so, so I think that was unusual. F- I mean, a little bit for us, mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, and then I think it was unusual for our parents too. Yeah, because they didn't know how to deal with. But that. then didn't on really the same, it. the same type of nature again, as we, um, Jimmy was an amazing hairdresser. I mean, then he found his niche. In that industry, and Taos was his big. I mean, he he had a lot of famous people that he did their hair, and he really kind of fit in there. And that I think at one point, 
um, you and I both were like, okay, he's he's has a foundation. He's really good at this. He knows who he is. He's comfortable with who he is. Everybody knows who he is. And like they called him James. I think we talked about that. But we always called him Jimmy. Um, but in Taos, he was James. I'm going to go have my hair done by James. Yeah. And yeah. But then after he fell and, you know, relapsed after his successful, I think he had a couple good years of sobriety in Taos and was really good. And then he relapsed into a big way. And I think that was our last. Your that was last, our last family that, yeah. kind of get together yeah. when you and me and Megan. Yeah. All but then maybe you think him. like so his biological parents not only maybe were they or obviously they were addicts, but they were also in that creative realm, you know. Yeah. So nature because he was a great hairdresser. Everybody yeah. we ever talked to said uh-huh. he like did the best color job on them or the best haircut uh-huh. or the best. I mean, everybody who he, that we knew if he cut their hair or did, you know, did whatever, uh-huh. they loved him. They thought he was the greatest ever. So he really had a gift. Like he he could have had a really great normal life like without drugs and yeah. alcohol, but he he couldn't know, he couldn't get away path. from the yeah, hereditary part yeah, I went down and and I'm I, I feel certain that's how he ended up with AIDS as well by not mm-hmm. by being under the influence and not being careful with a partner or mm-hmm. partners or mm-hmm. whatever so then that you know then that complicated his life even further he had open heart surgery and then he was smoking yeah yeah he was never supposed he, to smoke because he had a patch on his heart yeah I mean he was continually putting his then life he was smoking and then he ended up with yeah. AIDS and then he just I mean yeah his life just was spiraling out of control when he had a lot of opportunities where he could have you know put picked it up yeah really had a great path forward but he just couldn't couldn't stay on couldn't stay on a good Mm -hmm. path I don't know but yeah I just feel like don't you feel like that's the nature versus nurture yeah because we I mean, we, you know, we were middle class. I mean, yeah, because we were all grown. We, I mean, we smoked pot when we were kids. I mean, but I didn't know anything about drugs. I mean, I really, mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about drugs. Yeah, really? It was. Past marijuana. Nope. That's mm-hmm. all I knew. I didn't, I really didn't know. We were totally middle class. I was on the gymnastics team. You did track. We both skied. It was just, yeah. he found that path. and Somehow, yeah. And yeah, we were all raised the same 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 household but just different paths based on the nature of where we came from but you know the another thing is Kath like you know what's weird is that like I was kind of saying mom and dad didn't have the greatest relationship I mean they they fought and yelled a lot a lot, they, a lot of our summer vacations yeah <laughs> there were some chairs that <laughs> broken my dad would say some cuss words and break a chair we were like okay dinner's over <laughs> But I feel like that's, you know, Kathy's been married twice, but I never, I was never going to get married. I mean, I think that's why, like, mom and dad had to, had such a horrible relationship, and they were always yelling at each other, and they really, and, and dad ended up having affairs mm-hmm. that she found out about, and then mm-hmm. we had to hear about in the mm-hmm. yelling. We were upstairs at the top of the stairs listening while mm-hmm. they had, when yeah. they had an How many out, kids have witnessed that? You know, that. World War Four down in our, you know, down in the living room. And so we, and so I think maybe that's why I never wanted to get married because I just saw that I was like, well, that marriage thing, pff, that's not very good. <laughs> that doesn't work out very good. But you, but you didn't mm. see that same thing. Mm-mm. You got married and wanted to have kids, and yeah. I never, 
never really wanted to get married, never wanted to have kids, and I'm very happy like that that's the path yeah. that I chose. I don't have any regrets at all. Um, but you didn't apparently yeah, I always, get that No, I wanted feedback. to be married yeah. and have family and thought everything would just be just fine. Yeah, but so, don't, I mean, isn't that kind yeah, of a nature too, versus nurture? Yep. Because we were both in that um, same kind of hostile. It was kind of hostile for a little, for just a little between them, the not end. towards us yeah. when they loved us, but but they really, mm-hmm. they had a difficult relationship. At and the then, end, yeah. Yeah. And, and fi- you know, finally did get divorced, but it took them 38 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, because dad, they were married 38 years and dad didn't, you know, later told me, he said, I just didn't feel like I could support you know, your mother and you and your sister, you know, I didn't, couldn't support all of you and support myself at another household. Like he said, I just didn't feel mm-hmm. like I had the financial wherewithal to do that. So he stuck it out. Maybe that was the wrong decision yeah. then, but then decided I'm going to stick decision. it out, but I'm <clears throat> going to have an affair at the same time. Well, maybe that wasn't the right decision, yeah. dad, but, but, but that's what he did, you know? Yeah. And then he ended up marrying the woman that he had the longest affair mm-hmm. with. And she really did make dad happy, so that yeah, she did. So she that did. made me yeah, happy. Yeah, and I dad saw was that happy. at the Mom end. Mom was not happy, yeah. which was sad. Yeah, um, and dad made some bad decisions, but but yeah. he really but but Suzanne made him happy, so that was good for us because yeah. he was happy. And through all of that, Lib, um, thick and thin, we're sisters, close as ever. We've gone through it and came back and. Um, I love you more than anything, and thanks to everybody out there tuning into our story. Tune back in for more on the Real Life Podcast. This is Kathy Nicholson. I just want to say thank you for joining me in this new adventure of my Real Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation, and if you did, please help me reach more listeners by leaving a review. Reviews help other people like yourself find our podcast. If you'd like to connect with me about being on my podcast or purchasing a home or selling a home or a mortgage or refinance, please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. And thanks again for joining us today for this real life conversation. This podcast is brought to you by Ramsey Creative Group located in Evergreen, Colorado and Ann Gibbs of Untold LLC. Thanks again for tuning in and have a real great day.